0: Hello, I am Dr. Roz from Scowl Fight for Your Rights. Are you looking to conquer the world but help people while you do it? May I present the solution to all of your problems? The Potaser! Yes, the Potaser is my own personal invention for conquering the world with easy home based electric goods. For just one complicated payment of two medium payments of three easy payments of 19.99, you can donate through Fractured Atlas to Scowl, Lathermageddon, and get your own, very own, very very own Potaser to Conquering the World. All donations that you make through Fractured Atlas are tax deductible, so if you are sick of dodging your taxes, you can just deduct them instead. Once again you can buy the Poteza for one complicated payment of two medium payments of three easy payments of nineteen ninety-nine. And help Scowl, Leathermageddon, become reality! Please be advised for your own personal safety. Please do not buy the potaser. Simply donate through Fractured Atlas. Do not, I repeat, do not buy the potaser. The potaser is not meant to be cooked, eaten, consumed in any way, shape, or form. It is not meant to be utilized in any way whatsoever and cannot be verified as safe by any American administration. Please, please, please do not buy the potaser. Simply send any donations through Fractured Atlas to Scowl Lattermageddon. Is it transphobic? We'll be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised.
1: While this podcast is self-contained as its own piece of media, I'd be lying if I didn't say that it also serves to help give me, Ashley, Lauren, Rogers, a platform which I can inadvertently or intentionally, and trust me, it's intentional, push myself as a media creator and the projects I'm involved in. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. As such, my own biases, thoughts, and opinions tend to be given a larger platform here. Occasionally, that translates to me reaching out to you as people who listen to the podcast regularly. I've expressed how I felt after the 2016 election, about Ronda Rousey, and just feeling burnt out. I try not to make a habit of it, but I hope it's understandable that once, maybe twice a year, I'm going to get really personal. The other day I was driving with a good friend and found myself in a negative spiral. Nothing bad, I just got real negative, so he asked me to list 10 things I'm grateful for, but I couldn't. Not because there wasn't anything, but because something felt off. Since it's almost Thanksgiving, I want to discuss 10 things I'm thankful for, and I hope you stay with me on this because number 10 is incredibly special for me. So here we go. 10 things I am thankful for. Number 10 my wife, Diana. She is a badass, multiple-award-nominated editor, incredibly supportive, and the love of my damn life. If you want to read some of the work she's edited, specifically by trans authors, read The Guns Above by Robin Venice or The Lamb Will Slaughter the Lion by Margaret Killjoy. Number two, my little brother. I didn't get his permission to talk about him specifically on the podcast, so I won't, but I just want to say I love him and his new wife and their cat very much. Number three, TransLab. TransLab is a not-for-profit, I believe, (laughs) that intends to help its fellows, all of whom are trans or non-binary, create new and interesting theater and support them further in their artistic endeavors. I am a 2019 Fellow, and I have been so thankful for the camaraderie, professional development, and artistic drive I have been able to pull from everyone involved. Number four, Nyla Rose. I won't shut up about her, but as, long, but as a long-time wrestling nerd, I am so thankful for Nyla Rose this year. Uh, you can watch the Native Beast tear up the women's division on all elite wrestling. Number five, Kate Bornstein. I got to meet her over the summer. We were both in Shekinah Fox Amazing Play at Chonbury International Hotel and Butterfly Club, and she called me sexy. Specifically, the confidence you have in the way you hold yourself is just sexy. Uh, My wife told me I could put that on a post-it note and put that on the wall. I'm just waiting for the right post-it note. Number six, The Tick. I know that's a weird one, but this show, in all its iterations, has been a work of genius that the public never quite knows what to do with. Uh, And the Amazon version has had me cry with how much I laugh, and I, I will always remember how the cast treated me so well when I got to interview them. Number seven, My Friend Mavreen. She will hate this because she doesn't feel the need to be thanked, but uh, she has been a major supporter of not only the podcast, but my work in general for some time now, and I am. I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful. Number eight. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups That Are Shaped Like Things. What? Not all of these things need to be sentimental. They just taste better when they're shaped like pumpkins or hearts or Christmas trees, so fight me. Number nine. Indie Theater. I am absolutely blown away this year by all the warmth and love and change going on in the indie theater scene. Spaces like The Tank and companies like The Forge Theater Lab in Fitchburg, Massachusetts, (laughs) Step One Theater, The Parsnip Ship, and many others in New York City. I'm just so in love with indie theater. Number 10. This involves a bit of a long story, so I'll talk about it after the break, but no that you, the listeners, have been a huge part of this as well. So I want to thank you. Enjoy this ad, and then we'll talk about my number 10. I'm here in Fitchburg, Massachusetts for the next two weeks or so. Fitchburg State, at the time it was Fitchburg State College, now Fitchburg State University, was the place I could really open up. Even though I had been out as... What I had termed a cross-dresser to friends in my hometown, it wasn't until college that I got to explore who I was. I got to be who I am, and while it wasn't always easy, I was supported by the school, administrators, and the student body to help figure out who I am. Fitchburg State was the first place that pushed me to write my own play, and where I was pushed to apply to the Kennedy Center to be a part of their summer playwriting intensive. I don't know if I'd be a playwright in New York City today if it wasn't for Fitchburg. Later, I worked in Lemonster at the Starbucks off of Route 2 for six or seven years. Uh, I still have friends and chosen family living here, people who were good acquaintances who have opened up their homes to me so I could do this work. And walking down the streets and throughout Fitchburg, there have been changes. The compound is gone, and the campus is completely different. I mean, hell, campus pizza just closed down. I just ate there uh, almost a year ago just to kind of relive that memory, and uh, yeah, that's closed down. But there's also some new good stuff, things like Strong Style Coffee, which I've been going to as much as I possibly can. My friend DJ, who I used to work with at Starbucks, said to me, uh, who's now working there... He said, if this was around when we were in school, we'd have all been working here, and hey, if they would have had me, this, it's a really good shop, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Um, So why am I here? What am I making such a big deal about Fitchburg for? I'm acting in a show at FSU. I am a real-life trans woman playing a character whose words are from a real-life trans woman. As someone who had to push and fight and deal with the rejection that... Just because I am a trans woman, casting directors weren't interested in me. Not even for trans roles, because I was trans. It's rough, and it's intense, and many of the women speaking don't use the words we use today, but the subjects who were interviewed for the piece, but at least for them, it was and it still is very real. I'm incredibly thankful for being part of Transcripts Part 1, The Women, by Paul Lucas at Fitchburg State University because of the conversations I've had with the other actors, the trans people in the cast and crew, and the many allies who are in favor of ensuring that this is a first and not a final step in including trans and non-binary narratives at FSU. The show is free and we're having talkbacks after every performance, and we're looking to engage the community. This show was hoping to offer a beginning education to the FSU community, as well as the greater Fitchburg community at large. So Transcripts, Part One, The Women by Paul Lucas, directed by Kelly Morgan with Associate Director Belle Flint. There are multiple dates starting from November 12th through the 17th, The 12th, 13th, and 14th at 6 p.m., the 15th at 7.30, two shows on the 16th, 2 p.m. and 7.30 p.m., and finally, one show November 17th at 2 p.m. It should be noted that this is for mature audiences due to language and some adult themes. Again, the admission is free. All it's going to take is maybe some gas and your time. It's at the Wallace Theater for Performing Arts at McKay Entrance B. That's at 67 Ridge Road, Fitchburg, Massachusetts. So if you're near Massachusetts, I hope you'll consider coming. I would be incredibly thankful. A final thanks to my friend, Doug, for inspiring this episode. Follow us on Twitter at IsItTransphobic and consider donating to us on Patreon uh, by going to patreon.com slash IsItTransphobic or going to anchor.fm slash IsItTransphobic support to financially support us there.
0: Is It Transphobic was produced edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers.
1: The Is It transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io.
0: The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianalledrin.bandcamp.com.
1: Number eight. Reese's peanut butter cups that are shaped like things. What? Not all these things need to be sent. Like.